0: Thank you for joining us for the 2022 NACDD President's Challenge podcast series. I'm your host, Christy Peer, NACDD Board President from the Maryland Department of Health. In this series, we are talking with leaders around the country about resilience and well-being in our communities, our teams at work, and ourselves to identify ways to apply lessons learned in public health. We are framing the conversations in four categories or buckets based on the socio-ecological model, societal, community, interpersonal, and individual. Resilience is defined broadly, typically dependent on the context. Ann Mastin's definition of resilience frames the goals, the capacity of a system to adapt successfully to disturbances that threaten the viability, function, or development of the system. So let's get started. Welcome back, Ruth. We're looking forward to our continued conversation today. I want to jump right in and ask you, what are some of the highlights and the proudest moments of the work you've undertaken in your career? Absolutely. There
1: are plenty of proud moments. <laughs> And I think you know there is excitement around the community innovations opportunity. And I think another one that really comes to mind is that we've just released a new playbook, well, as part of a series of playbooks that we have. And this one focuses, in particular, on rural healthcare partnership models of investment. So it does circle back to your question about the relevance of investment. And this one really responded to so many requests that we got from practitioners in the field who wanted to have resources that could support the sort of creating the kinds of cross-sector, you know, community investment partnerships that we've talked about, specifically in rural areas. So several reasons to be proud of. My own sort of rural origin bias, perhaps included... (laughs) But I think one thing I'm particularly proud of is maybe comes as much back to process as well as to the content is the approach that we used in coming to this work. And I think as we went into it, we were sure we modeled, I think, almost in a way, the sort of cultural humility in our approach that we are advocating for, for other organizations to approach. And by that, I mean, we began with research from those working already in rural communities, We had lots of conversations with consultants as well as practitioners in the field who became our community in a way, and that was totally invaluable and came into conversations with bringing our knowledge of that multi-sector partnership piece and really tried to focus on how does this fit in this particular ecosystem, in this rural ecosystem, what would look the same, what is unique. And then, so apart from this research, we developed a rural primer where we focus on making the case for cross-sector partnerships as being key assets, really, in supporting equity and resilience in the post-pandemic rural recovery. We also convened a roundtable with national rural experts from across the sectors of public health, healthcare, and community development, working rural experts. And we're very blown away, really, by their participation and really willingness from very busy folks to engage in these robust conversations and discussions around what were the challenges in that moment for advancing health equity in rural areas. And that allowed us to sort of think of and brainstorm about where we could create resources to support that and develop the idea really of the playbook. And so I think that this sort of final product really sort of guided us to what emerged from the research, which were four sort of broad strategies where healthcare can collaborate with multi-sector partnerships. I can name them briefly. It was uh, supporting local control, strengthening economic opportunity and workforce support, strengthening infrastructure, which we've kind of touched on to support healthcare access and increasing resources. And as I mentioned, these kinds of collaborations, really to work together, can create those vital conditions, you know, that support health and well-being. So I think it speaks to the theme that we've spoken about before about bringing in multiple sectors and about moving beyond the transactional project, you know, and I think within that sort of structure, you create resilient systems that are then ready because they're aware of each other. They're able to respond, you know, to new and other challenges that then go beyond that one sector's influence. So I think that is something that I'm very proud of. And I think that even though this is a rural specific project, Many of the themes are universal and really
0: translatable to to other areas. That is really interesting. I think that sometimes when we hear about community investment, I think we might tend to think of more urban or suburban. So it's wonderful to hear that you've focused some of these efforts uh, around the rural communities that Need community investment as well, as you know, we've talked a few times is that I'm very interested in how public health can be at the table for this work, and could you share some lessons learned that are translatable for moving the equity work forward? I think Specifically, for those public health partners to engage and to be at the table with the other partners?
1: Yeah, I think a couple of things. So, one of the things just across sectors for public health and as is really moving equity forward with partners, my personal observations and experience indicate in terms of centering racial equity in any particular effort. Is that you do need to move away from the dogma that high speed is always a better way to operate. I think it certainly has its place. But when you are trying to make true systemic changes, you know, things like dismantling systems with racial inequities that are, maybe have embedded white supremacy, whatever system you're working in, I think it means you do need to pause. It's a sort of a looking at the wallpaper of the room you're in the stuff that's all around you and question those normal processes and practices. And I think that requires a pause, you know, it's hard to do that at high speed. So what assumptions are you making or what are they based on? Who's being left out of your calculations? Who's not at the table or whose voice is not there for public health specifically in healthcare, you know, who's missing or what is missing from the data. Having that awareness that data historically And even current, sometimes these systems were built with whole communities not in mind, specifically, because they weren't even a consideration. And where might that be missed in terms of what you're bringing to that conversation? And, you know, we've inherited much of this. And I think it takes a minute, you know, to pause and question whether business as usual is really serving your greater goals, Of advancing equity, or whether it's limiting you to some form of performative effort or action. And I think that, you know, keeping that as a North Star is important. I think for public health, it's a really exciting opportunity of sort of having been through the overhaul and challenging experience to really think about where systems work where they're letting us down and how we can really do that interrogation that I spoke about, about what's really serving our greater missions and what's really actually sabotaging our ability to move forward in those health equity goals. And I think it's clear that public health, much like the other sectors I've spoken about, cannot do it alone. I think that public health serves as a great convener with a really intimate and in-depth knowledge of the communities that they serve that can bring in other sectors. I'm particularly excited about the work we are talking about with the NACDD and you about this opportunity. And I think this really refers back to sort of how we approach the rural work of bringing in the thought leadership, bringing in the knowledge that exists, identifying some specific and common challenges, and then evolving sort of a pathway forward of what can we do to support cross-sector work what can public health specifically bring think about assets because sometimes you have to think about your assets in a different light you know it can be seen differently from other people or from other sectors things that you may not identify as an asset could be something you bring i think all those sort of questions and i think it's exciting to bring and really start just the same way that we might start community voice bring the experts together about their own work and explore what those commonalities are, identify those across organizations, national organizations, really begin this journey of identifying what kind of new tools and resources we might create to support. And I feel like working together with other sectors, being at that sort of North Star, how do we get there and how do we make that effective when we're all sort of aiming for the same greater good?
0: We're really excited about the partnership with Building Healthy Places and the work that we can begin to support public health partners and really start digging into this work a little bit more. Is there anything else you would like to share? This has been a wonderful conversation and I could probably talk to you for another hour.
1: I think one quote I heard from our national policy scam, we did a webinar and we had Angela Glover-Blackwell from PolicyLink as one of the presenters and she participated in this and the quote she said was that equity is the superior growth model and I like that phrase that what we're trying to achieve is a superior way of approaching our work and growing really together as a country and I think holding that as a guiding concept or perspective can be extraordinarily impactful on this process that we're embarking on of really trying to create healthy, supportive environments for good health. This idea of moving to that upstream, as we call it, to that community, that societal sort of impact on health, moving away from that individual behavior thing. So I think equity as a superior growth model is is a great way to end
0: thank you i think so too it's that long vision for all of us so that's wonderful thanks again for joining us ruth that is all the time we have for today's episode we hope you will join us for our next episode of the nacdd president's challenge podcast series